So after we have a great time and all of that, we, we have to live in the world that's around us. And I'm telling you, there are some serious things happening around us. And, and just because some serious things are happening around us, some, uh, just amazing stuff, it doesn't mean, I don't care what, it, what's going on, we can live with joy. And we can have peace. And I believe we can be happy even in the midst of, of turmoil. And it's because happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Right? It's knowing Him that brings joy. It's, it's knowing His divine purpose in our life that absolutely brings, uh, life to, to us. And, and having that in this day, having that today, knowing that in our lives is, is what can, uh, cause us in the midst of all that's going on to have joy. And I'm gonna tell you this. There are things happen around us that are absolutely phenomenal. And, um, you know, it's things that we talked about and read about and, and, uh, and, you know, was all spun up 25 years ago. But today, it's all around us, and literally, there's people around us that flat out don't even see it. And so I want to, I just want to talk about a few things. Now, I'm not going to get political here, but I'm, and I'm not, I'm not here to tell you which way to vote. God knows. In my lifetime, I've never seen anything like this. I, and, and, um, so we've got a very, uh, difficult choice to make as a nation. And, uh, so I would say do it prayerfully. What you should not do as an American is sit out. You shouldn't say, well, I don't like either one. There, there's, there's others on there. Do something. Get it, get out there and do something. And, and, uh, um, but l- let me tell you what is, what is, um, on the ballot in what is in the Bible. Okay. Um, there is a push in our world for globalization. Okay. And, um, I'm not a doomsday prophet. All right. Globalization is something that the scripture declares will be a part of the world in the last days. Okay. So I, I'm telling you that we're not going to stop it. We're just not. And I don't need you. We shouldn't be freaked out when we see it happen because it just brings the reality is it brings us that much closer to his coming. And, and what it ought to do, it, it ought to, uh, um, uh, create an excitement in us as the church that the Word of God is being fulfilled in our lifetime. We are the ones that get to live in an age unlike any other age that has ever been from the time God said, let there be light. It could be, and I'm not here to tell you that I have a, 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 a an understanding of the times as far as particular dates because no man does. But I am here to tell you we are living in the season. We are living in a time that the scripture called the end times. And if it's 20 years from now or 50 years from now or two years from now, I don't know. But what I do know is, as Jesus looked at those 
uh, th- that were there in, in Israel in that day, he said, you know what? He said, you can read uh, the sky and you can know that it's going to rain tomorrow or whether the weather is going to be rainy or, or stormy. He said, but you cannot read the signs of the times. He rebuked them. And I'm here to tell you, church, look. Just, just take some time and, and, and maybe remember some old sermons that you heard. But I'm talking to the church. We ought to be awake. If there is a time that we ought to be spiritually, you know, in tune and, and, and just, you know, ready for what's next, it's today. We're not going to stop a push for globalization because that's the spirit of our age. And, and, and I'm here to tell you what, that, that, uh, as time goes on, even, um, those entities and political parties that were friendly to Christianity and was founded by, they're not there anymore. I hate to brain on your parade, but the reality, I was talking with somebody yesterday, or no, middle of the week, and, and, uh, he was a part of the Republican Party. You know, and all their meetings and all of the things going on. And I'm not trashing them. I just, I'm just telling you the reality of where we live. And, and uh, he was asking me about the election and what I thought, and I gave him my opinion. And I said, "How, how, wh- you know, what's going on with that?" And he's telling about all these meetings he goes to every week. He says, "And you know what? We don't allow churches." I'm like really? Then no. Uh, he said, "We don't want that." There, thinking, huh? And so I named another group that was immoral, ungodly, and perverted. I said, would you let them there? They said, oh, yeah, we'd welcome them. I said, oh, boy, to myself, the day that we live, you you see, church, listen to me. Uh, There is not a political solution to a spiritual problem. There never will be. There are the lesser of two evils. But at the end of the day, this world is headed toward evil. You know, I don't mean to depress you. I'm just telling you the reality of it. And and the darker it gets, the brighter that we shine as the church of the living God. The more glory God will get from the people of God standing and, and, and looking to Him, the head... Right now, uh, the reality is we have had all other kind of things around us to support us in our pursuit of God, the culture, and all that. He's going to knock out every other thing that we lean on until we're just leaning on Him. Because when the power of God is going to be manifest, it's because we're just totally leaning on Him. So uh, let me before I start preaching, let me just say. Uh, um, Sunday school, the adult Sunday school, in here, uh, it'll be the book of Colossians. Marty's and Bill are going to be down in the fellowship hall. And uh, you'll want to be part of either one of those if you can be. Uh, I'm excited about what I have to teach. It has more to do with uh, what I'm preaching. But uh, so if there is a time you say, well, I don't have time. I got more important things to do. God help us. Honestly, and I'm not trying to condemn anybody, but I'm telling you, if you don't spend time in the Word for yourself, finding out what it says, this world around us has a way of putting us to sleep. Spiritual life 
is if and I can say this again. If you've ever had a vision or a revelation or God speak to you, and uh, you got to be careful because you can have that dream and wake up and there it is in clarity. You know what? You better write it down. Because it's not long that your flesh just kind of overwhelms you and it doesn't just disappear. It kind of fades. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because when God speaks into our spiritual life, I'm telling you, our flesh wants to absolutely overtake that and silence any spiritual life. My flesh is in in, an absolute uh, battle with my spirit. Anybody else fight that battle? And it's the one that you feed the most, and that's why we try to do as much as we can with our groups and with with um, uh, Sunday school classes, getting you into the Word. Because I'm here to tell you, in the day that we live, Sunday between uh, 10.30 and 11.30, or 10 and 11.30, isn't going to cut it. It's not enough to keep you awake. It may be enough... To make your conscience feel better. But it's not enough to bring spiritual... You've got to feed this thing, folks. You've got to take some time. So, but let me let me read. Um, in Romans chapter 13, in verse, starting at verse number 8. It says... <laughs> tough to fulfill this one. Don't owe... Do not owe anyone anything. That's not our culture. But it says, do not owe anyone anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law, the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not covenant. Do And uh, whatever... whatever uh, other commandment are all summed up by this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. If there's one thing I owe you is to love. That's one debt I owe. And sometimes it costs. But it's something that we owe one another. It says, it says, uh, love therefore is the fulfillment of the law. Besides this, Besides this, all right, look, there's a few things that if you keep it in mind, you're going to be all right. And I'm here to tell you what, love does no wrong to his neighbor. You can think about keeping every commandment there is. And I'm going to tell you what, when you think you're keeping one, you're going to break another. When you focus on one because that's something that you struggle with, there'll be something else that come alongside you and you'll fall. But I'm here to tell you, if you learn to love somebody, if you love your neighbor, if you if you live this, if you feel like you owe that, I don't owe anybody. I do. I don't owe them anything else. I don't owe you anything else. But I do owe you to love you. And and I, I, let me say it again. It, it's just something that I, I'm, you know, I've repeated. I'm going to repeat it again until it gets into our hearts. Okay. The opposite of love is selfishness. It's not hate. 
Love is you're focusing on somebody. Hate, you're still focusing on somebody. Love is focusing on others. Selfishness is focusing on me. The opposite of love is being selfish. Every act of covetousness comes from selfishness. Every act of immorality, adultery, fornication, stealing, whatever it is, it is a, it's a desire to fulfill what you need yourself. When you love somebody, you look to the needs of others more than your own needs. And thank God the Lord Jesus did that for us. He loved us. Love is not this Hollywood, ooh, goosebump feeling that we think when we watch Sleepless in Seattle. You haven't watched that? Whatever chick flick it is that, you know, does it for you. You know, oh, oh don't I make me feel good. I, I hate those things. Only because I cry. <laughs> I read your lips. <laughs> oh, it touches our emotion. It touches our flesh. But real love is being unselfish. And, 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 uh, and it's the fulfillment of all our responsibility to humanity. But it goes on, it says, besides this, listen to me, listen to the knowing the time. It is already the hour for you to wake from sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is nearly over and the daylight is near, so let us discard the deeds of darkness, put on the armor of light, let us walk with decency as in daylight, not carousing and drunkenness and not in sexual impurity or promiscuity, not in quarreling or jealousy, but put on, listen to this, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you not do all that other stuff? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no plans to satisfy the fleshly desires. You can literally be clothed with Him. You can literally be put Him on. Not just visit Him once in a while on a Sunday morning or whenever it is for you, but you can literally have Him like a garment around you. That He walks with you. But the, the reality of it is, the truth of it is, it says, besides just knowing the time, you know, I, I don't know about you, but, uh, but when I ha- when I know I have to go somewhere, I'll set my alarm for whatever time, you know, if it's a, a deer hunt or some, you know, we're going to, uh, uh, the airport, whatever, I'll set it for, you know, we gotta be up at five or we gotta be up at four. And I'm, I always wake up five minutes before the alarm goes off. Because I, I know the time. There's something important I gotta do. Now, if it's something that's not important, I'll sleep through it all. But the reality is, if there's something going on, so if I'm late for something I got with you, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just wasn't important. No, bad. 
But the reality of it is, you know, if there's something that, that just gets a hold of you and you feel it's important, you're gonna, you're gonna be awake for it. You're, you're not gonna be, well, it's not a big deal. I'm gonna tell you, the world around us wants us to be spiritually asleep. The spirit of our age is trying to lull us to sleep. And, and you know, it just, it's crazy. Some of the things it uses to just, you know, cause us to be dull in our senses and to be lethargic in our spiritual life and, and to feel like it doesn't matter. And I'm telling you, by the Word of God and the day that we live, it's time to be awake. Because I'm afraid that when the alarm goes off, it just may be that there's some that miss it. I, 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 you've heard me say this also, but it, it amazes me. Some of the, um, lullabies that we used to sing our, to our kids. You know, we just sing them not a big deal and, and, and the world around us is trying to lull you to sleep and you think it's not a big deal, but you listen to what it's saying. Think, but there's your little girl, your little boy, rockabye baby on the treetop. Like, holy smokes. What are we putting the kid on the treetop for? Seriously, why do we sing that song? When the wind blows, the cradle will rock, and the cradle goes all of a sudden crack. When the bow breaks, who thought of that? Honestly, who thought that was a good thing to sing a little kid? Like, whoa, yeah, okay, how many saying that to your children? Come on. Bad parents. <laughs> the cradle falls, down comes baby, Oof. Life is bad, but here's the thing. We don't pay any attention because we like the lullaby and the, whoa, yeah, it's all great, and you're rocking them and thinking about throwing them out of a tree, all of this stuff. But I'm here to tell you what, if you listen to the words, if you listen to the spirit of the age that's around us, of, of the message that it's sending, speaking, and it, it can lull you to sleep because you like the rhythm of it, and oh, it sounds soothing, and it's, it's so entertaining, and we love this, and we love that, but listen, don't be asleep, not today. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what... The enemy of our soul has used humor to change our culture. To look at things that were were called evil and are evil, but yet if we can laugh about them, pretty soon they become normal in our lives. Well, but I like, you know, uh, it's funny. Well, you, it's not that funny at the end of the day. And the truth of it is, we, we've got to, in the day that we live in, we have a responsibility, especially us, to be awake. To know the time that we're living in, not, and, and not to be, not to be arrogant or prideful or spiritually superior to anybody, but to live a life prepared and ready and awake spiritually. 
Not letting this world just kind of, you know, let that spiritual life. There's some in our day that it says the love of many would wax cold. It doesn't that all of a sudden you spiritually shut off one day. It's just you take that gradual place to being into a sleep about this. That's not as important as it used to be. It doesn't hold the same thing that it used to hold. Doesn't doesn't have the place of priority. It doesn't get you up five minutes before the alarm gets goes off. In fact, you sleep through it because to you it's just not that important. And I'm going to tell you, there is nothing around us that's more important than your spiritual life. Your spiritual life. Well, I just want to make sure I have fire insurance. I want to take care of my eternal destiny. Nah, there's way more to that than this. Because if all you're worried about is whether you're going to heaven and hell, are you still being selfish? Honestly, think about it. I mean, it's a good thing to want not to go to hell. That's a good thing. I'd recommend not anybody here going. But the reality of it is, if you, if all it is is about that to you, then you're still living for yourself. And there's a point and a time in our relationship with God when you realize that your salvation is secure and that He has purchased you. And now you are here for a divine purpose. And that purpose is made aware when you become awake spiritually. And you just shake yourself. And, and, and you, you make Living for Him and putting in. So I'm going to talk about how you prepare for that. How do you put them on? But so let me just. Uh, I didn't think I had much to say, but I'm five more minutes. First Corinthians chapter two verse ten. It says, "Now God has revealed these things to us by His Spirit." Okay, how are things revealed to us? Does it come through CNN, Fox News, or NBC? Not talk radio. You know, it's not what goes around us, just constant entertain, all this stuff. God reveals these things to us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the Spirit of man that is in him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who comes from God so that we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. That's a mouthful. There's a Spirit of this world. Man, it surrounds us. It is the loudest voice. You know, if you're not careful, you can just it'll just drown out every other thought. But there is a spirit of the living God who will cause us to understand what has been freely given to us by God. It says, we also uh, speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. But the unbeliever does not welcome what comes from God's Spirit because it's foolishness to him. He is not able to understand it. Since it is evaluated spiritually, the spiritual person, however, can evaluate everything, yet he himself cannot be evaluated by anyone. Listen to me, and I'm going to close. It is absolutely 
vital that you're spiritually alive. And there is a lot of spiritual stuff out there that doesn't bring the life that God has. The reality of it is when it says that we're to put on uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, the only way, if you're sitting here today and you are filled with sin in your life and you just can't seem to overcome things and there's there's uh, stress and, and heartache and brokenness and all of, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is in your life that bothers you, you think, man, if I could just straighten up my life here, things would be good. But I'm here to tell you, you straighten that part of your life up. You stick out somewhere else. The only way to become spiritually alive and to prepare for what's coming is to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way is to be found in Him, not having your own righteousness, but the righteousness that He gifts to every man. That doesn't come by a mental assent that God, I'm, you know, man, I want your righteousness. There is actual tangible actions for you to take. I, I'm, let me say it again. Uh, um, the new birth, being born again of the water and spirit is the tangible action of putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's what we do after we come to a knowledge of the cross and we accept Him by faith. That's an important part. But after that, those of you that have never been water baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, do you know what happens when that happens? Is that you are buried with Him. You just, you're, man, it's like putting, let me just, let me get dressed here spiritually. If you have never experienced water baptism, or if it's been something that was done to you as an infant that wasn't your choice, listen to me. Please, put on the Lord Jesus. Let me me tell you more about that, about being taken on His. There is not a name that's above any other name. And, And putting Him on is absolutely essential. And then being born of the Spirit... It, it, it is so misunderstood by so many. There is spiritual life when you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How many of you have experienced that spiritual life? You know, there there are there are counterfeits, I'm sure, and there are some people I, I I've seen a transformation. Some people say, "Oh, you have the Holy Ghost," and then all of a sudden they receive it, and their life is changed. Why? Well, because I spoke in tongues? No, because you put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You just, there was that new life. Stand with me. Mm-mm. Father, I worship you. Father, I worship you. Do you know what? It says to... Owe no man anything, right? What do you owe God today? There's some of you that have walked into this house and you think you owe him a great debt. That somehow, if I could just... We we used to sing a song, you know, uh, Calvary, Calvary, won't you please speak to me? 
How much do I owe? I want to repay. You know, it was just mournful, woeful, like, God, somehow I got to make up. I got to pay my debt. And there is no way. There is nothing. You owe no man. And you don't owe God but to love. Love who? Who am I supposed to love? Man, I got to love my neighbors. Even if you are moving, I got to love you. I got to love those that are down the road that aren't so lovable. I'm going to tell you something. If you really put on the Lord Jesus, found people find people. It's still there. I mean, that, that becomes something that you realize the day that we live in. I want to tell somebody. I, I love, I love it, especially somebody new comes along again and they bring people in. I don't know if you know the Garnseys again, uh, Friends of mine from way back when in high school, they've been coming. You know why they started coming? Because their six-year-old granddaughter said, Grandpa, Grammy, you got to come. So they were here yesterday. Yeah, you know, even a child can have spiritual sense. She, Her mom and dad... Coming to me yesterday, oh man, it's good to see you, we haven't been here in so long. Gracie said we have to come to church, so we're going to come back. What is it? God will use the voice of a child to draw you, to pull you. And, and I'm here to tell you today, if if you've been found, it just is in us. that I, I It's not out of obligation, it's out of love. I just want to tell somebody. Because Jesus, I put him on. I, I want I want somebody else to experience the spiritual life that, that makes everything make sense. Ever, you ever wonder, whoa, what's it all about? Well, you, you become spiritually alive, and I'm telling you, things fall into place. So I want to pray one more time. Father, I thank you for the life that you give. I thank you in the time that we live, there is stability and there is security. There is a rock that we can build our life on that cannot be moved. Not that it won't be moved, it cannot be moved. You are stability and security. God, you are purpose and life. You are love Lord, you are everything that we need. And I pray a prayer today, God, that those that are asleep spiritually would come awake, that they, that they would come alive in you, that they would pursue you to, to the point that they put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And let your life be lived through them, each and every one of us. I speak it today. I speak it today. If you want to put on the Lord Jesus, I want you to come on down. I want you, I want us to pray together. If you want to, if you want to be more concerned about others around you, if you want to know how to love, I'm going to tell you, you need to reach out to him this morning. And he'll put it in you to do that. So as we sing, we have time to pray. Would you take some time before you leave to lift your voice to him in Jesus name? Are you hurt?
is called. 